0: Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The Local Station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station.
1: Hello there, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. So glad you could be with us today. As the show continues to grow in 2024, we're seeing dramatic increase in downloads and viewership here so far in 2024. We wanna keep that momentum moving as the wrestling world is really starting to know about going ringside and start to share it in all those wrestling groups, fan groups, As always, give us a follow on at Going Ringside on both TikTok and Instagram. Um, You know, we're putting exclusive content every day there, stuff that you may have not seen on the podcast, you missed, or stuff that's never been on the podcast is just directly for the Going Ringside TikTok and Instagram channels. So give us a follow there. Please continue to spread word about the show. We are about, oh, about 10 or 11 months old now, and we are really starting to make headway into this Crazy world of professional wrestling, as we said at the top of the show there. Um, So I'm glad you could be with us, and I'm excited about today's topic. Um, But before we get to that, which is Eddie Kingston, I want to talk a little about last week's episode, which was a special episode, uh, a special live episode we did in conjunction with River City Wrestling Con here in North Florida, where we were joined by holla, holla, holla himself, Teddy Long. Uh, The WWE Hall of Famer and other stars to talk about the big event coming to Northeast Florida, where they announced Sting and Trish Stratus as the headliners for the big event on June 8th and 9th, alongside uh, people like Mick Foley, Sean Waltman al snow so it is going to be a major event lita is also one of the headliners so a major event coming into northeast florida on june 8th the 9th we were so excited to be there for the live unveiling of the major names in trish stratus and sting on the last episode a lot of great interviews and great content in that episode if you want to go check it out in the archives right now and of course the week before that aew tony owner tony khan sat down and talked with us in one of his very few long-form uh, sit-downs that he's ever done. He did here on Going Ringside to talk about the health of uh, AEW going into 2024. And AEW is a good topic today because of who our guest is. Today, we are talking to a guy who is a fascinating character to me. And, uh, and he's not a character. He's a real guy, which is kind of my point here. It's Eddie Kingston. The burgeoning star of All Elite Wrestling, who he's interesting because he spent so many years of his career, I want to say almost two decades, on the indies, on the independent circuit. And if you know wrestling, you know the independent circuit is not glamorous at all. There's no fame, there's no fortune, there's journeymen who go around from company to company, promotion to promotion, and some, like Eddie Kingston, do a good enough job where they can make a living at it. And he did, but it wasn't easy. But now in the last few years, <clears throat> Kingston has been brought into AEW. And you really get to see him transition as a performer. And one of the things that fascinates me is something that's happened to Eddie Kingston, that even though he doesn't want it to be real, he can't deny it. Eddie Kingston's now famous. He wasn't famous five years ago. He was a journeyman wrestler. And we're gonna talk about that a lot in the interview. He's Not comfortable with fame. He doesn't like it. He just views himself, I'm just a wrestler. That's how he puts it, I'm just a wrestler. There's nothing special about me. I shouldn't be influencing fans or having these huge fans. He likes it, he appreciates it, he hopes he helps but he's not comfortable with celebrity. It's it's surprising to see someone who has done so well in the industry and taken off like a rocket like Eddie Kingston has say, yeah, I recognize I'm famous now, but I'm not comfortable with it. It's not my thing. But that doesn't mean he's going to stop because he's going to do what he's going to do. I didn't tell this to him, but let me back up. When I found out I was going to have Eddie Kingston on the show, uh, we, we broadcast out of Channel 4 in Jacksonville here. And I got some wrestling fans on staff, and they, you know, they touch base every time we're going to have a fun guest on, and they were excited here hear Eddie Kingston was going to be on. And we talked, and then I met Eddie, and we sat down off camera and on camera. And I was excited to go back and report to my coworkers, who were very excited to hear this, that the Eddie Kingston you see on television is the exact same guy in real life. There's no change, he's not a character. He's not a caricature of himself. Now he'll say I'm dialed up a notch uh, on television versus maybe when I'm off camera, but the guy you see on TV is the guy you get in real life. And I was thinking about that because there's been different types of wrestlers who have done well. Some who have done well over the years by just, um, you know, developing a character and doing really well with it. The first, I think, is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, all that, that was a character he played in the 1980s, and he was probably the most successful character based wrestler in history. Because Sayer, uh, you know, Eat Rhythm and Sayer Prayers, all that stuff, Hulk Hogan really branded and did a really good job with and built WWF and built the wrestling world that we know today. Now, there's another guy who's arguably on Hogan's level who did it another way. And, and I don't know what Eddie would think of, but I, when I saw Eddie and heard his story and talked to him off camera and on camera, and then have watched him on AEW, all I can think of is Steve Austin. Now, he and Austin are different people, different characters. I understand that. But when I think of Steve Austin, when he came in, and I think he'd done some independent work, but when he came into WCW, he was stunning Steve with long blonde hair, and it wasn't really him. It wasn't Steve Williams, his real name, the person. He was playing a character. And he has some moderate success. But then he leaves WCW. Uh, it's said famously that Eric Bischoff didn't renew him. And Steve Williams, or Steve Austin as his character's name is, goes to. ECW and Paul Heyman gives him a microphone, and lets him just start being himself. And fans start to notice. Then he's brought up to WWF and Vince McMahon tries to make him a character again. They made him the ringmaster. In episode three of Going Ringside, we talk a lot about the uh, the rise of Steve Austin if you wanna go back and watch it. But Steve, Austin is still, in, he's pigeonholed as a character. And the ringmaster just doesn't get him anywhere. But then they change him and let him be stole cold and essentially let him start acting like himself, like Steve Williams, the man, just turned up a notch. And the fans immediately gravitated to it. And the rise of Austin is like nothing we've ever seen before. Because fans knew it was real. And fans got behind it. I see a lot of that in Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is going to talk about it. He's he knows he's not the cut, jacked, looking you know movie star type. In fact, uh, Brian Danielson, who he speaks about in this interview, recently called him a bum. He says, "Well, I'm king of the bums, then." And fans gravitate to this. They see it's real. They can they can relate to it. It impacts them, whether Eddie Kingston wants to or not. He's impacting the fan base. They are connecting with him at that natural, organic level. And you don't get that a lot in pro wrestling. Guys spend years and years and years trying to connect with audiences, and it doesn't go very well for a a long time. Eddie Kingston has that in spades. He has that visceral connection with the audience. When they go out, they feel what he's saying, they believe it, and they know that the guy on television is pretty much the guy in real life. And that works with wrestling fans. They like the legitimacy. So Eddie Kingston has, um, now that he's been in the indies where he learned all this for almost 20 years, I want to say, which is why he's so good at it, whereas other guys may not be, he gets here and he can cut a promo like no one else. He can go and get in anyone's face. He doesn't care who and punch them in that face. Um, So so fans are starting to notice and well they have noticed they started to notice when he came into aew and i had never seen eddie before i didn't know eddie because i didn't really follow independent wrestling in my personal time but he immediately impacted me i was like i recognize this guy immediately knew who he was immediately recognized his voice his character his demeanor everything and he says i may not look like some of these wrestlers but that doesn't mean I can't do everything they can do, and it doesn't mean I can't capture an audience's attention, which he's really good at. A guy who he's very close with, and they've had an on-again, off-again relationship. It's kind of a love-hate. They have liked each other, and then they've been at each other's throats as John Moxley. And we're gonna talk about that in the interview. So it's fascinating to see what happens with Eddie Kingston as he goes forward into 2024, because fans now know him, He does not need to be introduced to a national audience anymore. They know him, they like him, they relate to him, and that's really key to a successful wrestler. Sky's the limit, frankly, whether or not he's comfortable being in that top echelon. He is. That's the case of where Eddie Kingston is right now as a performer. So I wanted to sit right down and talk to, as he likes to be called now, and he he says he wants to. uh, uh, monetize this in some fashion, or maybe get it trademarked. Uh, the king of the bums. Here's our interview with AEW superstar, Eddie Kingston. Well, we're excited to be joined today by the mad king, Eddie Kingston. Eddie, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. No, oh, thank you for having me. So... I've seen in other interviews, you're not a big fan of being a star, but you've become a star. I wouldn't, say that. Few, you, <laughs> I wouldn't you, say that. You wouldn't say that You are all. a star now. Aww. You're the Continental Champion for AEW. What has life been like for you? I mean, you're on the indies for almost two decades. Yeah. And then it flips and AEW comes calling. What has life been like for you in the last few years?
0: Uh, I can't even tell you because I don't remember a lot of it because it's just been, you know, go, 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 yeah. go, and, you know, doing my job and I focus on that so much that I, like, I just don't think about outside stuff. So, to be honest with you, I can't even
1: tell you. So, how did it start? You grew up in Yonkers, New York. Yeah. Why oh, Home of the brave. And I only know New York, so, well, that's in the city? No, it's near. It's about uh, 45
0: minutes out, 25 to 45 minutes gotcha. out. Yeah.
1: So, you decide, I got to stay out of trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: wrestling came calling.
0: Well, or You rest- came calling to wrestling. Yeah, wrestling's always been there. That's why, you know what I mean? When everybody else was hanging out in the street, I was at home on a Monday night. Yeah. Or home on a Friday or whatever to watch wrestling. And uh, I was doing iron working, and I just remember I looked over at my uh, guys I was working with, and they were all, like, 50s, almost 60s, just hacking up lungs, drinking on the job site. And I was just like, yeah, there has to be something more
1: so so in talking to you before we started this interview right now everything about you is pretty much identical to what i see on camera (laughs) does that make it easier for you to do wrestling and Uh, to sell yourself in the ring well i'm just me you know what i mean but uh, i guess you could say eddie kingston
0: is me at 17 years old just turned up a thousand notches so when you talk to me inside or outside the ring you're like oh this is who it really is." I go, yeah, pretty
1: much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you start doing this, and you're all over the place. You're wherever, wherever territory, I'm assuming, would take you or whatever yeah. promotion. Yeah. So I was kind of looking through some of the old stuff. You started early with a lot of the indie guys, but I saw you took on some of the big stars over the years. I saw Matt Hardy, the Steiners, yeah. the Dudleys. I mean, talk to me about some of those influential early matches that you had.
0: Uh, you learn a lot, man. You learn a lot, especially with the Dudleys, if you're not, you know what I mean? Up we just had Devon on the show. Yeah, Devon's yeah. a good dude, but not in the ring. Really? If you're not up to task with him, he'll, he'll lay it in, him, him and Bubba. What do you mean by that? Uh, they'll beat you up a little bit if, you ain't, if you're not ready for it. You know what really? I mean? This is Look, people can say whatever they want to say about this sport, but it's, it's, a, it's a sport, man. It, yeah. And you gotta be able to defend yourself.
1: And you have to with the Dudleys. Yes, <laughs> especially
0: the Dudleys.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about where you're at right now. Continental Champion, Continental Classic just wrapped up weeks ago. Yeah. Let's start with the guy who you fit, maybe had the longest relationship with in the country, John Moxley. How did you and Mox get to know each other?
0: Well, we were out in the Independence together. And uh, I know a lot of people were scared of Mox, or still okay. are. They don't want to. So they come to me to be like, hey, would you talk to Mox? They come to you because yeah. they don't want to talk to him. Yeah, and I go, "What do you leave me alone? Don't come to me either." But uh, no, we just got along right away because I love this sense of humor, and I got it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he said to me once that we're cut from the same cloth. We have both the same rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You people call it moral morals, but we call it just rules, and yeah. we have the same kind of rules for our life. So that's how we got along.
1: So. The week before Mox, to get to Mox, you have to face Brian Danielson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I like beating him up. Why? Ah, uh, he's just judgmental, man. I don't like judgmental people, you know. He's uh, one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's vegan. I'm not knocking any vegan people, but he's one of those guys that's, like, vegan and just hates on everyone else who isn't. You know what I mean? Like, go ahead, rock and roll, bro. You don't eat meat? Cool. I do, but... That's not him. He's very judgmental, and people don't get to see it. Was he a judgmental when he called you a bum? Yeah, king of the bums, baby. That's what I'm looking for. Someone make this shirt already.
1: But yeah, no, yeah, he's very Do you think judgmental. he was looking down on you with that comment?
0: He's looked down on me my whole career. He's not the only one, though. You know what I mean? A lot of other people have done that. Because I'm not your typical athlete, if you want to, you know, put yeah. it nicely. You but know, I got still... a little bit of a belly, man. I like to have five guys, whatever. whatever. I like to eat, you know? And you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that because people don't know the work I put in. You know what I mean? And I know, and the people close to me know how much work I put in, how much passion I have for this.
1: So you got these iconic, muscular men and you'll just punch them in the face?
0: Yeah, most of the time I've noticed guys with all them muscles really can't fight because they can't really move their arms too well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, I... I, uh, went to american top team east orlando and been doing muay thai for about six seven years okay so yeah i just take their legs out a lot of those big muscle heads for some reason don't like to work out their legs i don't get it so the muay thai you
1: think it's made a difference oh without a doubt without a doubt i want to ask you about your mic style you're confrontational in your face (laughs) the top stars in the world obviously we mentioned mox Mm -hmm. danielson uh did we call
0: danielson top guy no i'm
1: joking. I gotta get Zingers in there. Bro. Jericho, hell, <laughs> I'll even throw in punk. You get in their face, right yeah. in their face. Why? Why don't you back down? They're the top. It's on a the New
0: planet. York thing. It's a New mm-hmm. York, definitely a New York thing. You know what I mean? Like, why would I back down from anybody? Every man can bleed, so I'm not afraid of you. You know what I mean? That means that you can be hurt.
1: Okay, I'll and hurt you. You've gone you. and said stuff to their faces that maybe other people were afraid to say.
0: Well, that's on them. I'm not afraid of anything, because what are you going to do? Fight me? Good. I want you to fight me. Let's sell a pay-per-view, then. Let's sell a match
1: to get people interested. I don't care. Fight me, man. This is why I'm here. So, like with Danielson, does it work when you, like, genuinely don't like him? Uh, yeah, it definitely works. It I does? don't like, uh, like, at least 95% of the locker room. Really?
0: Yeah, it's just the way I am. You, you know? don't know I mean? like them? No. How I. just you work with these it's guys? It's not even, like, like them. Or, I just don't hang out with them. I don't mess with them. Okay. You know, because either they did this or that, or I just don't mess with them, or I just don't trust them. You know what I mean? I have a very
1: small group of friends. So you're a Continental Champion. How many titles do you have right now? Let's clarify it. Yeah. I don't understand that.
0: So when we put the titles together, there's three belts. It's called the Continental Crown. When I defend all three at the same time, it's the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship, the Continental title from Championship. From AEW and the uh, New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship.
1: So how does that work? Do does AEW release you to go to, you know, to New Japan or? I'm or waiting the for case- them to send me back. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, because I love Japan. Japan was
0: everything I wanted and more, but that's a different subject. No, um, AEW's office had to talk to New Japan's office. You know what I mean? Especially New Japan Strong, their other promotion, and they had to make sure they can get everything settled and with the title belts and everything like that and bringing them together and how to defend it. I've heard it said that you're
1: not a fan of being a celebrity. Getting I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a pro <laughs> wrestler. I'm about, sorry, you're a celebrity. You know? How am I a celebrity when I'm just doing what I've been wanting to but do? But you're doing now? it I'm in front a... of a national audience on a three-times-a-week basis, and they are they all yeah. know you. I mean, you've got these fans saying, you've influenced my life. Yeah, I don't get that,
0: but God bless them. You know <laughs>
1: Let's I say, hope I, mean, I influenced them in the right way. Well, we hope, but is that awkward for you? When they run up to you, they want a picture, they tell you how much you've been Yeah,
0: because I ain't nobody. I'm just me. You know, yeah. That's the way I look at it. I'm not a star. I never wanted to be a star or
1: whatever you want to call
0: it. I just always wanted to be a pro wrestler.
1: Yeah. That's it. If that keeps continuing, are you just going to try and remain who you are? Because sometimes can. Star, stardom can be thrust on you.
0: Yeah, it can, and I've seen it with people. Yeah. I've seen it where it changes people. I don't want to change, man.
1: Yeah.
0: And I have a good system of friends, a good support system and a good friends near me who will call me out, who have no problem calling me out if I ever change.
1: On a more personal note, I've heard you talk in other interviews about you think for some people, therapy is a big important thing. In your yeah. Life. Yeah. Why is that such an important thing, do you think? Because you gotta get it out.
0: Yeah. You know, I grew up during a time period where men don't talk. Yeah, you know I mean? We keep it all inside. Mm-hmm. And then it explodes out at the wrong times. And that's what happened to me a lot during my teenage years. I would hold in a lot of things, especially, you know, mental health stuff. What I was going through, and I would hold it in, and then out of nowhere it would just come out because it would just bottle up. And then that's when you get in trouble, and you're fighting your friends, and you're doing all this stuff. You know, so I tell people all the time, hey, go, go to a therapist. Go talk to somebody, because we always got to get it out. And you've lost friends? Yeah, I lost to a lot of, at least three or four friends from suicide. Yeah. You know, one just recently. And uh, it's because they don't talk or they feel like they're alone. And I always tell people, you're never alone. And there's always one person that cares about you. You may not know it, but there's always
1: one. And that one person is going to be hurt when you're gone. I've always wondered, maybe particularly for men, um you know, we think therapy, we think the sitting on the couch in the doctor's office talking to the doctor. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Is a wrestling ring therapeutic? Yes. In what regard?
0: So for me being in the in the ring, it's almost like an out-of-body experience because I'm free. I'm free from, well, oh, whatever happened with the girlfriend or whatever happened with this or that or this bill is due or... Mm-hmm anything, or the power's down at the house, or what, whatever it is, it's all gone. Because when I'm in that ring, that's my world. And I'm free. Uh, people say, like, you were telling me, oh, you cut promos. Those are not promos to me. Because I'm speaking from my heart. Yeah, That's also my therapy. You know what I mean? Getting it out there. Letting people know this is what I go through. It's honest. It's it's from here. So I I don't like it when people say promos. You know what I mean? You, it's like I'm giving you my heart, and you're calling it some type of style. No, this is who I am. This is what I'm giving you.
1: We're in our studio here. is in Jacksonville, Florida. You're intricately linked to Jacksonville because the boss, Tony Khan, is linked <laughs> to Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. What kind of talk to me about that dynamic of the family? Because prior to five years ago. It was a one show in town in this country. It was the WWE. Yeah. And there was nowhere else to go sucked. other than the indies. Yeah. You say it sucked.
0: It sucked because we just had, to, not that WWE sucked. No, no, no.
1: But the industry.
0: The industry in general. Yeah. It was one company, only one place. And if they didn't like you, they weren't going to hire you. So we had to go do these independent shows. Like, I would have to drive, we had a group of us. We would drive from New York to Pennsylvania, then Pennsylvania to Chicago, Indiana, all on the drive. And sometimes we wouldn't get paid, but we did it for experience. And uh, if you were lucky enough, you were able to go to Japan or go over to
1: Europe. And that's how you made your money. A lot of us did not make money on the independents. When Tony Khan came to this city in 2019 and announced in front of Daily's Place, we're going to start this new wrestling company, what was kind of the mood among the indies around the country? Oh, they all hated it. They hated it because they
0: weren't part of it. You got to understand something. Oh, yeah. If we're not part of anybody in wrestling, if they're not part of something, they're going to hate it. That's it. But really? once they're part of it, they're going to love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Me, uh, I knew the guys who started the company with Tony. I knew the Young Bucks. Uh, I knew. I know the Young Bucks and, and everybody. So I was happy. I was also happy because it's more work. Yeah. And I'm yeah. also happy he puts it puts more eyes out there.
1: You know what I mean? So, no, there was, you know... Most of the time, wrestlers will hate. How do you um, do with when you were in the Indies? Did you just like, is this worth it? Like, do I want to keep driving from city to city <laughs> yeah. for no money?
0: Uh, I must have almost quit at least ten times over the eighteen years that
1: I was on the uh, Independence. Yeah. Uh, What's the pay like on Independence? When you do get paid. When you do get paid. You do yeah, get I was paid. about yeah, to yeah. say,
0: uh, you got to earn it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you really got to earn it. I was, I was able to make a decent living off okay. it, but not enough, you yeah. know, but, you know, decent enough. And, uh, I don't know, man, I wasn't going to stop because, again, this is all I know and all I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a choice, and this is what I chose.
1: What do you think where we're at right now? It's 2024 and mm-hmm. everything's in flux. WWE UFC merge uh, TV deals are all over the place AEW is now this major company sure. in this country and then you, you've got your ring of honors you got your TNA you got your New Japan is it more exciting now than maybe it was 10 years ago I mean there's there's just what a lot going years, on what world. was the year
0: 10 years ago what was 2014 it? 20 yeah it's definitely more exciting definitely yeah. more exciting now because there's more companies now 2014 I still think there was only what one place still or yeah you know what I mean? There was other places popping up, and not as popular. But it's exciting.
1: There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, of it. it's definitely more exciting now than it was in 2014. In 2024, going to be a big year for you. You're going with a lot of gold. Yeah. Anyone you'd like to face? Honestly, I don't care, whoever it is.
0: I'm just You'll gonna, just punch him? I'm going to punch you, chop you, suplex you. You know what I mean? Do everything I can to win and, you know, be, be considered a top guy. But uh, the real goal for me personally, is to take the continental championship and then
1: crown over the new Japan and make it a world title. And before we go, how are you doing physically? I know wrestling is such a I'm in pain life. 24 hours a day. You're in pain 24 hours? 24 hours a day. Hours a day. Well,
0: some, not pain like I can't walk, but you know, I'll get up from here, you hear my knees you know, crack or my neck crack here and there. It's, just, it's part of the game. You're never 100%. How do you, first you recover
1: when you go through the brutality of some of those matches? Like, I mean, what do you do the next day? Do you just wake up and be in pain? <laughs> Legally. Legally. <laughs> there's, there's some legal options. Yeah, Let's leg, talk about the legal
0: options. Legal yeah. options. Uh, just, you know, Epsom salt, ice bath, stretching. You know I mean? All that stuff, you know. And where, you know, places where it's legal, you know, you meditate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> meditate. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. I gotcha. I, I you. You just,
0: you know, it may take some Excedrin, ibuprofen or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Just get the swelling down.
1: That's it. And we have like a lot of good, we, we do have, probably the best doctors. Oh, I do want to ask about, um, don't want to overlook what happened in London. Were you on the London show? I don't remember. I was on it, yeah, I, I fought on the London show. What was that like? I mean, you've done probably high school gymnasiums of yeah. 50 people. VFWs, yeah, VFWs, yeah, yeah. And then you're in Wembley Stave in front of a crowd of 80,000. What's that like?
0: I can't, man, it was, I just remember going out there, and I'm fighting, and I usually just stay focused on on the fight, but at one point I just had to look around, and I was like, look at all these people, like, it's just a sea of people, it was surreal, it was great, it was a great moment.
1: We had Swerve Strickland on, he told me about those indie shows, he says it's just kind of training, it's learning your craft, it's honing your skills, is that accurate?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Accurate. You know what I mean? That's where you get to really see what works and what doesn't work. And you also get to find yourself. Yeah. Yeah, whether it works
1: with the people or not. Well, Eddie Kingston, champion from All Wrestling and pretty much everywhere else, Eddie. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today Thank on you. Going Ringside. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. So I wanna thank Eddie for sitting down with us. He was really nice. He stopped by when they were in our area for uh, AEW Dynamite and Rampage over at Daily's Place for their big Jacksonville homecoming earlier this month. And uh, AEW's, uh, you know, is a big year for them. Um, as we saw in episode 45, where I talked to Tony Khan, you can go watch it now. You know, there's a lot of questions of where they will be on TV throughout 2024, because there are TV deals going all over the place contracts are expiring tony has assured me they will have a tv home long-term tv home by the end of 2024 if you want to see that i would recommend going to watch and eddie's going to be an integral part of that i mean uh aew's had some losses and some gains they gained adam copeland but you know they lost cm punk um kenny omega you know still nursing an injury looking to come back and others. So Eddie Kingston is a key in this and he's someone that fans can get behind. He can play heel, he can play babyface. He's good at both because character doesn't really change because it's just who he is. But it's interesting to see a guy who says, I don't like this whole celebrity thing. I don't like fans really thinking I'm doing anything special in their life, but he is at the same time he is. And the more he tells them that, the more they're going to like him. And he's like, I, I don't look like the, the muscle heads. I mean, I can fight him. I'm just as in shape as they are. They don't realize the work I put in, but I'm not going to have the look of some of you know, the guys who are jacked, but you don't always need that in pro wrestling. I mean, this is totally out of left field, but think of Mick Foley. Mick Foley didn't have the look, but immediately fans recognized him, recognized what he could do, recognized his work rate and fell in love with him as a character. Eddie Kingston's going through that right now. So this is going to be just kind of an ascent that he's on and probably not going to stop anytime soon so it's going to be fun to watch where he goes in 2024 because aew has a lot of structural changes with their tv deals possibly changing in 2024 we're going to monitor that here at going ringside but we will be watching where eddie kingston goes and uh it was interesting to see that he, what he said about brian danielson he just doesn't care for the guy he just doesn't like him they're just not they don't mesh well which makes for good on-screen fights. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see them feud a little more, but Eddie's got a lot of titles, a lot of main storylines. He's wrestling all over the world. He's definitely a performer to watch in 2024, maybe the performer to watch in 2024. And we hope Going Ringside is your show to watch in 2024. Once again, give us a following at at Going Ringside on TikTok and Instagram content from here at the show, but a whole lot of stuff you've never seen on the show exclusive to those social media platforms. So we hope you continue to watch us this year. We got some big guests on the horizon. Um, We have Teddy Long. We have Ming Haku, the baddest man on the planet, coming up. And others, Brutus the Beefcake is going to be coming up in coming weeks. And we're going to be uh, profiling a new wrestling school that Sam Shaw, you better know as WWE performer Dexter Loomis is opening here in Florida. We're gonna have an episode on that coming up. So a lot of exciting stuff coming up in coming weeks on Going Ringside. So we hope you continue to follow us. Tell your share, uh, tell your friends, share us in social media groups, let people know we're out here as we continue to grow the show. So thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.
0: This has been Going Ringside with the local station. Brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player on New Sport Jax Plus, as well as the New Sport Jax YouTube channel.